listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. Love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out, world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome in, everybody, to the Beyond the Game program. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. We're coming to you from Rochester, New York, recording from the BTG studio. But, you know, you can get the show wherever it is that you are. And this week we say hello and we say thank you to West Plains, Missouri, one of the many places to download last week's program. Zach, I've actually been to West Plains, Missouri. Oh, really? My son-in-law did an internship there, and we went and visited. I know that West Plains, Missouri was the birthplace of country music star legend, really, Porter Wagner. It is also the birthplace of Dick Van Dyke. Preacher Rowe, I believe he's a Hall of Fame pitcher, played for the Dodgers, a couple other teams, probably most notably the Dodgers. He wasn't born there, but he moved there after his baseball career, passed away there. To those of you in West Plains, Missouri, and wherever it is you're listening from, we thank you for being with us, whether it be on the radio or via our podcast. Here is my good friend, Zach Barletta, to give us this week's shenanigans statements. Number one, no coach and quarterback tandem will ever have a long run of success like what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have had. It's not likely. I think I shared this statistic a week or two ago. I had heard it. The NFL is 100 years. They've been together for 20% of it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. It's mind-blowing. But I never say never. Mm -hmm. When they break records, people say, oh, that record will never be broken. Cal Ripken's record will never be. It will. Eventually, it will. Mm -hmm. So to say it will never happen, I, I don't know that I could say never. I think it's highly unlikely. But, you know, who knows? Someday it may happen again. I'm with you. I'm going to say shenanigans. And I actually think... It's getting more likely uh, as time goes by. And here's why. I think today in the NFL, more than ever, you're seeing quarterbacks willing, uh, well, not quarterbacks, coaches who are willing to tailor their offensive system to the skills of the quarterback that they have. Where for a long time, we would see quarterbacks drafted out of college, put into a system, and then they would try to teach that quarterback how to make NFL throws. And instead, coaches are starting to teach players well, just do what you do best. We build an offense that highlights your skills. We're seeing that like what the Ravens are doing with Lamar Jackson, especially what the Chiefs do. with are doing quite well. Yeah, well, we saw that really on display this past week. So I think as it's being made easier for quarterbacks to succeed in the NFL, it's becoming more likely that you see another dynasty. So many things have gone right, certainly the success they've had. But also, Brady hasn't had injuries, and he's Mm -hmm. been able to have a a terrifically long career. That by itself is why I lean to the unlikely, to have that success, to have that health of a quarterback, and just it's not likely to me, but I think eventually if enough time goes by, sure, why not? Yeah, I think the closest thing we've seen in recent memory besides the Patriots is the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, like they have been good. They've been in the playoffs seemingly every year for so long with Roethlisberger and Tomlin, but obviously recently we've seen how that turned out. Number two, Peyton Manning will be remembered more for his skills as a media personality than as a quarterback. What do you think? I'm going to say yes. As ridiculous Hmm. as it is, uh, I feel like his career partly got overshadowed by Tom Brady. Everyone was always comparing them, saying Brady was better because he had more Super Bowls and et cetera. 
And also, like, Peyton Manning right now is just ubiquitous. Like, everywhere you look, he's either in a Papa John's commercial or a, an insurance commercial. Uh, and it's just he's on TV constantly. And I think that is going to be what sticks in people's minds uh, when they think of him. I, I'll say I agree, but I'll put this caveat out. It, by who? By mm-hmm. somebody like me, That's an true. older person is going to remember him as a football player. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that you might be, even now, you're watching, all you know is they are a television person. You know yeah. them as a broadcaster. You know them as a a figure that you see on TV. And you have no idea, if you're some, some younger people, mm-hmm. that they had a baseball career or a football career yeah. or some sort of professional career. You just know them from TV. So I would say it depends on the person, the audience. Even somebody born in the last 10 years will know him as a media person. Absolutely. Number three, Antonio Brown planned to be a New England Patriot all along. I don't know where all along begins, so I'm going to say shenanigans. I don't think, I think when he was shipped to Oakland, Mm -hmm. I don't think he was happy about that. I don't think he thought this through, but I think when things started to fall apart and unravel there, that's when he may have said, hey, this might be an opportunity to get out. And, of course, then it just went haywire. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Um, So I guess it's a partial agree. Uh, I don't know that I would say that when he initially was traded to Oakland that he never intended to play for them and he was always going to want to be a Patriot. I know the Patriots offered a first-round pick for him when the Steelers were looking to trade him. The Steelers said, no thanks, we see you in the playoffs every year, it's not going to happen. Right. And I think when he was traded to Oakland, Antonio Brown probably looked at it as, I'm not getting to play where I want to play, but I am getting guaranteed a lot of money, so I'll be happy with it. And I think within the last couple of weeks, when things started to go south, look, whether or not there's rumors that the Patriots floated the word to his agent. Certainly that, somebody That if did. he got off the team, they would have money waiting for him. But I do think once there started to be things going south in Oakland, I think he wanted to get off that team and get to the Patriots. I when really things do. started going south, somewhere along the line, a little birdie came along and said, hey, this might work out for you. And, of course, his agent really did what his agent is supposed to do. Whether mm-hmm. he did it with uh, integrity or not, I have no idea. But he did what he was supposed to do, and he got his player a better situation. So, When we come back, we got plenty more to do. So stick with us. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program. Time now for the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through Wednesday, September 11th. The Red Hawks recap is being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. After Alex Perez Vega scored in the second half last Saturday to earn a 1-1 tie for the men's soccer team against Malone University, Terrell Spencer goal on Wednesday wasn't enough as the Red Hawks lost to St. Anselm College 2-1. On the women's side, Julia Doriski and Israeli Groves each scored goals in a 2-0 shutout win over Urbana University on Sunday. It was a tough weekend at the Raider Classic at Shippensburg University for the Red Hawks women's volleyball team as they dropped three matches, all by identical 3-0 scores. They were tripped up again on Tuesday, this time at home, 3-1 against Lemoyne College, and again on Wednesday against the University of Brockport, 3-2. In other action, the women's tennis team was shut out by the University of the District Columbia, 7-0 last Saturday. The men's soccer team will be in action hosting Seton Hill University this Saturday at 3 p.m. That's September 14th. And on Wednesday the 18th, you can catch the women's soccer team at home against Mansfield University. Start time is 6 p.m. 
Coming up next Saturday, the 21st of September, it's a soccer doubleheader as the women host St. Michael's College at noon, followed by the men's team hosting the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown at 3.30. Go on out and support the Red Hawks, the only Division II college athletics program in Rochester. Stay up to date with all the Roberts Wesleyan Athletics action at their website, robertsredhawks.com. There you'll also find news, scores, highlights, and more. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Redhawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. If you know a high school athlete looking to become their best self, think Roberts Wesleyan College. Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts. We recently won six conference titles. Our teams have made three NCAA national championship appearances, and 96 student-athletes were named East Coast All-Conference. And Roberts has the only NCAA Division II program in Greater Rochester. Tell the athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. The Power Up Sports Ministry Conference is October 8th in Grand Rapids, Michigan at the offices of Our Daily Bread Ministries. You'll hear from Clark Kellogg of CBS Sports, Carolina Hurricanes Chaplain Sid Graham and his wife Kristen, and from Mike Moore, Chaplain with the Houston Dynamo. It's the Power Up Sports Ministry Conference October 8th. Register at powerupsportsministry2019.eventbrite.com. Welcome back into the program. Rick Benson along with Zach Barletta, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. Zach, you remember May 2014, we went into the studio for the first time. We're going to do our very first show. I do. I remember it pretty vividly. And I remember thinking as we left, wow, that was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And we'll probably never get to do it again because they're not going to let us come back for a second show. But somehow they did and we're still going. We were on ESPN at the time, and our studio engineer at that time was a guy who I kind of knew, though not really all that well. Over the years, he's become a good, good friend. He's now the host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show, part of Rock Sports Network. Dan Borello is back with us this time as our interview guest. Dan, congratulations on the new show. Thanks so much for taking time out to talk with us. Rick, thank you for having me on again. Appreciate it. One of the days when I was producing your show in 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 uh, in BTG's infancy, and now you guys have expanded. You're you're at WYSL. You're doing really well for yourself. Congratulations. Well, thank you. The show airs Monday nights. Tell us what we can expect. What where to tune in. So what we're doing is uh, Gary Sadak came to me a few years ago at Rock Sports Network, and he goes, I, I see you have a podcast. Actually, a couple years ago, I said, I see you do a podcast, a daily podcast. Nobody does a daily podcast. I go, well, Tony Kornheiser does. A few other people do. <laughs> Adam Carolla does. I thought I could do the same thing. But I tried to do one a day, and he goes, well, did you want to be part of the Rock Sports Network? Because I don't have a daily presence. I said, sure. So every day he would post my podcast. When I would do, I would do it like four to four to five, sometimes six a week. And then we say, hey, well, you want to do a TV show at night? I said, sure. And so starting uh, this past week, Mark Gruba from uh, News 8 Sunrise was my first guest. And we decided to do... Uh, a show called Overtime with Dan Barello, and we're basically just talking about sports. And now it's going to be 99% football because it's on Mondays, but we want to slide it in before Monday Night Football. So as soon as the show ends at 8 o'clock, you can turn on Monday Night Football and watch that. But we want to get basically a recap of not just Sunday, but what happened Monday. Because what happened on Monday in the aftermath of Sunday is just as important. So what's cool about the 7 o'clock show is that pretty much all the major sports news is out of the way, but it's happened, and now you can not only recap 
Sunday's football action or even college football on Saturday with the big weekend events. If there's a World Series game seven or deciding game, whatever, you could do that all on Monday night. Because I've always believed, as you know, Rick, that Mondays and Fridays are the best days to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays that everybody's grasping at straws. We're talking with Dan Borello, host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on Rock Sports Network. You can follow Dan on Twitter at Dan Borello. I checked out the overtime show the other night, and as you've already mentioned, your first guest was WROC newsman Mark Gruba. I had never heard him talking sports before, but I thought he did a tremendous job, and he seemed he great. very, very knowledgeable. Why? why did you pick- and comfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, of course, he'd be comfortable. Why did you pick Mark, and, and have you always known that he had this sports side to him? Mark works at Channel 8 right now, like you mentioned, the Sunrise Show. He does it with Leah Landau and Josh Nichols. And what's interesting is that a lot of people don't know this, but 10 years ago, he was the, he was a news director in another station in town. And so he was sports director, excuse me. Sports has always been a passion of his. It's, he went to school for it. He, he, he was one of these guys who, not only was he the sports director and the sports anchor, but he also, like, he, he was kind of a backpack journalist. He had to shoot his own film. You know what I'm saying? He had to edit it. He had to produce it. He had to direct it. But He's been a sports fan for years. He just happens to be doing news now. I've known Mark since 2005, 2006. He's done a great job. Actually, I've known him since I was in college, really. And I'm like, I, I do games with him at Fisher, not directly. Like, I'm on one side of the press box doing PA. He's on the other side doing play-by-play for Cardinals All Access. But he was a natural fit because he, he's perfect. He's calm. He knows television. And I know that he loves sports. And this is a way for him to get his sports fix in, get his opinions out there as well. I thought he'd be the perfect first guest to have. Once again, we're talking with Dan Borello, at Dan Borello. I give out your Twitter handle, but for Rock Sports Network and Trainwreck Sports, there's a number of ways to follow them through social media. Can you share that with our listeners and kind of fill us in on the association there and maybe a bit about Rock Sports Network? RockSportsNetwork.com or RockSportsNet on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram. It's Gary Sadak's brainchild. But he got this idea that he could start his own sports network. So he put up a website. He got that, and he started like looking for people who are passionate about doing games, doing sports, and doing events. And now it's grown to at least four or five different shows on the network, plus he does Brockport football. They also do high school games, and when they're not at Brockport, they try to get on a Saturday and do a high school game. So they do a lot of stuff. They do basketball. They want to bring the local flavor, the high school flavor, but they also have shows. The first show they did was the Huddle Show, which is airing on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, where, they, where Ryan Laso and Icy Vic talk football. They were just two fans. They were part of the Bills fanatics for a while. Gary found them and gave them a show. They've done a tremendous job, and Ryan has also graduated on to doing play-by-play for Brockport football. They now have a Syracuse show called The Ozone. Then they gave me my show. There's all kinds of content on Rock Sports Network. And you go to rocksportsnetwork.com or you go to their Facebook page. That just seems to be where everybody our age is at. And then you go there. Or you go to Instagram, and they have the content right there for you at the, at the click of your thumb Boom, it's right there, and you can watch. You can see how many people are watching. You can interact. You can comment. It's highly interactive, and he's been able to do this for a few years now. And things have really taken off. He's got a saber show during hockey season. He's got all kinds of content, and he's looking for people who want to do these types of things. Our guest is Dan Borello of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on the Rock Sports Network. He also writes a newspaper column, hosts a podcast. He's a lead singer for the local band Diggler's Bridge. You're a unique soul. You're your own man as a sports fan, as a radio host, even as a fellow believer in Christ, which I'll ask you about here in a minute. But before I do, let me ask you this. How in the world did you get so opinionated and stubbornly so? 
You know, I I think that there's a, there's a term called hot take. Everyone's got to have a hot take. I'm not a big fan of that. But if you're going to have a hot take or if you're going to live in a world with hot takes, your take's got to be different. And you have to have some type of convictions to be a sports fan. I think you have to have a certain ideological thought process when looking at sports objectively. And you have to have facts to back up your opinions or else you're just making these hackneyed arguments. You're going to have a take. You've got you to have facts to back it up or else someone's going to come down and knock down your argument. You're going to lose credibility. You know, I, I am opinion, but my opinions are like with a, with a wink and a smile. I mean, I, I believe them. Don't get me wrong. But it's for entertainment value. And I do believe these things. But at the same time, Sports is just the toy store of life. It's just a ride. Enjoy the ride. I said at the end of my show last night, sports, we're not, we're not curing cancer or anything. It's just a ride. It's a way to bring people together and have fun, you know, so just enjoy the ride. Mm. I mentioned a few minutes ago that you are a Christian. We're a faith-based broadcast. How long yes. have you had your faith in Christ? And, and would you mind sharing a little bit about that moment when you first trusted him as your Savior? I'll tell you what. So I was brought up in a church my entire life. I was brought up in the First Baptist Church of Silver Creek, New York. Um, my my father and mother were saved in their late twenties, early thirties. And my father, I was a product of a second family. You know, my father, you know, had a, a rough first marriage, and um, he had a daughter, and he and his his wife left him, and uh, he didn't know what to do. And his brother, my uncle, one of his five brothers, um, brought him to Christ. And then all of a sudden things started turning around thanks to a great pastor in our church who, who led him. And then he turned his life around. And, you know, my mother um, was more of a gentle soul, but she came to know Christ. They met and they, they grew and they, so they brought us to church. Now, I was one of those little kids who hated vacation Bible school, who hated going to Sunday school. I, I didn't want to go. But then one day when I was seven years old, it kind of dawned on me, this Jesus guy is a pretty big deal. And, um, I mean, I came to know the idea of Christ at seven, but I think like as I got older, I realized who he was and truly believed and understood what Jesus Christ meant and accepted him as my heart, as my Lord and my Savior, admitted that I was a sinner. Even at a young age, I knew I had sinned, and I revisit that moment every day, every day of my life, because I think you have to. Who's been the greatest influence in your life when it comes to faith? Well, my parents, but without a doubt. We've had mm. pastors come and go in my old church um, for various reasons. My father was always held strong. Now, he had his moments. He had his moments. But my parents set the example. They set the example. My father used to have a saying. People used to say, your kids are going to probably hate you. He goes, my kids may hate me, but if they hate me for the right reasons, because I love them, I can live with that, because someday they're going to realize what I'm trying to do. Mm. Last question, my friend, before we let you go. Any Anything we can pray about for you? You know, there's a lot of things. I'm not where I want to be. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love what I'm doing. But, I mean, I think we're we're on the trajectory. Let's put it that way. But there's a lot of great things we want to do with this sports network. There's a lot of great things I want to do in my own life. Uh, full disclosure, I've had some ups and downs in my life. God never left. My life never ended. It was never over. And there's always another door that opened. Now, sometimes it takes a while. You know, you have to have that relationship and continue to talk with God all day. Like C.S. Lewis once said his grandfather, he once hid in his closet to hear his grandfather pray. I think it was C.S. Lewis, maybe somebody else. And then all his, father, his grandfather said when he got on his knees at night, was, good night, Lord. <laughs> he went to bed. <laughs> and the reason was because he talked with God all day. You know, a lot of people believe in God. A lot of people believe in Jesus or say they do, but they're not putting forth the sacrifice. They're not putting forth the effort, not just giving stuff up, but sacrificing yourself and, you know, humbling yourself before God has to and following Christ. You know, that's, that's not an easy thing to give up. You're giving up a piece of your ego. You're giving up a piece of your, 
I pray that like I'm able to, you know, glorify God and everything that I do, including playing in a rock and roll band. I just hope that at some point that, uh, as pastor grace once said, at first Bible Baptist church, God wants to return on his investment. And I pray that I'm able to give him one when I end up meeting him that day. That's great stuff, Dan. I want to thank you again for joining us. It is always good to catch up with you. You too. I just want to throw in one more thing, Rick, if I could. I, I don't take too much of your time. I, I was just in Memphis last week, and I got the tour Sun Records. I got the tour Graceland. And uh, my boss was a business trip, and he handed me a penny. He's kind of superstitious. And we're at the uh, we're at the meditation garden where Elvis is buried. He's got a cross with Jesus on it and everything else. And he goes, make a wish. And I'm not a superstitious person. But I, you know, just I couldn't, I couldn't just not flip the penny into the uh, into the pool. Well, off to the side, there's a little memorial stone for Elvis's mother, Gladys, and it says, "Have thine own way, Lord." Mm. And I flipped the penny in the air into the water and said, "Have thine own way, Lord, whatever your will is." And I, that, that's what I'm hoping for, and that's not an easy thing to do, <laughs> as you know. So yeah. that's 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 if, I, if my advice to anybody's like, let go and let God handle it. Full surrender. That's right. Thanks again, Dan. It is great to talk with you. You too, Rick. Thank you so much. That's Dan Borello, host of the Dan Borello Overtime Show on the Rock Sports Network, airing Monday nights at 7 p.m. Again, Rock Sports Network. And you can hear more. Dan's a friend. We talked to him for a little while longer, and you can hear the full interview at our website, btgprogram.com. When we come back, we'll cap off the program with our You Like That segment. Stick with us. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Long distance information, give me Memphis, Tennessee. Help me find the party, try to get it. Hey everybody, it's Benson. You probably know that Beyond the Game is a different kind of sports talk radio program. Sports conversation and Bible verses mixed together? Why would anybody do that? Here's why. Because the message of Jesus Christ is so important that we use sports to appeal to sports fans. Trying to be, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, all things to all men that I might by all means save some. You see, all of us are sinners, and because we are, we can't get to heaven on our own merit. The Bible says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it also tells us that God loves us, so much so that he sent his son who was the only one who never sinned, and though he did not need to die, willingly did so on the cross as a sacrifice to pay the debt of all our sins. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Because God wants us all to be saved from an eternity in hell. 1 Timothy 2.4 says he desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But the good news is Jesus didn't stay in the grave. Instead, he rose again, defeating death and making it possible for us to go to heaven as a result of his righteousness. You see, that's the grace of God we want to tell you about. Sports Talk Radio allows us to bring that message of the forgiveness of sins to sports fans all around the world. Forgiveness of sins is available to all people everywhere. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. I hope you'd pray to God. I hope you'd confess to him that you know yourself to be a sinner. 
and tell them that you know and believe that Jesus died on the cross for you. And begin a new way of life, turning from sin and seeking after God. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, you can visit our website, btgprogram.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Welcome back into the program. I'm Rick Benson. He's Zach Barletta, closing out this week's show with our You Like That segment. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says, Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And depending on what you eat, you may have to mix it up and mix it up. In the excitement of last Sunday's Buffalo Bills come from behind victory over the New York Jets, in a post-game interview, Bills offensive tackle Deion Dawkins described the win like making macaroni and cheese. Stir that mac and cheese up. Stir that mac and cheese up. His comments went viral, and Dawkins took to Twitter to share a hilarious photo of Chef Dion's macaroni and cheese, which someone had put together. Well, Kraft, the company who makes the popular macaroni and cheese, saw the tweet and went to work. They responded by tweeting a picture of their box featuring Dawkins' specific instructions for its macaroni and cheese recipe. Stir that mac and cheese up. Stir that mac and cheese up. And eventually the mac and cheese is going to be nice, wet, and juicy. Kraft mac and cheese joining in a little bit of fun and excitement of a Buffalo Bills week one victory is what I like this week. What I liked this week is an act of kindness from one minor league baseball team to another. The Daytona Tortugas are the single A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds and they lost a big portion of their outfield fence in Hurricane Dorian. Was it a hurricane or a tropical storm? That was a hurricane, right? I guess it depends on at what point you encountered it. Okay, well, in Hurricane Dorian. So enter the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. The Jumbo Shrimp are the AA affiliate of the Miami Marlins, and without being asked, they sent their ballpark operations team to Daytona to help the Tortugas rebuild their destroyed outfield fence. So an act of kindness between two Florida teams is what I liked this week. That's it for us this week. Remember that this radio program, it's really only on the air thanks to the generous support of our listeners. It's because of your prayers and your financial gifts that make the Beyond the Game program possible. Please pray about becoming a supporter of this radio ministry. And if you have a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program. And if you feel led to give a financial gift of any amount, please visit our website, btgprogram.com. For Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Lord willing, we'll be back together again next week right here at the same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 